Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. It's kind of getting spooky outside. I'm telling you, man. I, I feel there's like there's something up. Okay, welcome to the show, everyone. First off, before we get started, I think you should know that both of our computers are haunted. Uh, it's because Real Chills is now on Wasted Robot Network. <laughs> yeah, we. This is our natural ad read for <laughs> Real Chills. This is it. They, yeah. they have joined our network, and now all of a sudden, we can't record an intro without hauntings. Ghosts, go, ghosts. Jesus Christ, George. Ghosts have filled our computers and are making our lives difficult. So if you hear anything strange in the background of this intro, I apologize. It's Meg and Alyssa's fault. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the weird decorations you've brought into your new apartment. It's <laughs> it has nothing to do with the, the Ouija planchette throw pillow that I got um, like the 50% off sale when Spirit Halloween closed last year. There's nothing to do with that. God, everything about that sounds like a Goosebumps beginning. It is. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> is that Goosebumps beginning? <laughs> that I is the know. new Goosebumps intro. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> now, now you have to go find the audio. I'm going to give you more work. This episode is supposed to come out tomorrow. You have to find the audio clip of the original Goosebumps theme song to prove that I'm not just going, bum, 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 bum. that is a thing in the theme song. God damn it. Yeah, okay. I'll definitely do that and not just leave it like it is. But while I'm, He's not I'm gonna definitely do it. doing that, um, why don't we introduce our episode here and uh, go do that part of it. Sounds I feel good? like I'm not taken seriously on this show, but fine. I mean, I, I definitely take your ability to make noises with your mouth seriously, and I'd rather hear you doing it talking with Sean Jordan than... Doing the Goosebumps theme, is that fair? I don't know, is that mean? (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get to the episode. We have have the fantastic comedian Sean Jordan on the episode. You can find him on... What a fun guy. Yeah. Yeah, great great guy. Great great show to have. Uh, Dan, roll us in, won't you? So, our guest today, you can find him on Instagram at Sean Cougar Melon Jordan, which makes me laugh. So hard every time. That's the that's that's a beautiful that is like tag. The king of Instagram handles. I love it. You can also mm. find him, Sean S. Jordan, on Twitter. You can get his album, The Buck Starts Here, on a special thing records, and then you can listen to him every week on my absolute favorite podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Without further ado, Sean Jordan. Sean Jordan, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. I'm chilling. We just had Christmas in July with my nephews. Oh, yeah, we fun. were. Yeah, we just like turns out myself and my guess, no one who's related to me yet, but she will be my sister-in-law. Uh, we both kind of randomly had the idea to have Christmas in July a few days ago, and we're like, oh, let's do it. So we did. We watched Home Alone tonight. Made some cookies. Ah, that's awesome. Dude, Home great. Alone rips. It still holds up. And then tomorrow we're going to do some presents. It'll be dope. So is it it's crazy. nieces, nephews? Yeah, my two nephews. They never. It's funny the shit you notice when you haven't seen a movie with kids around. Because I'm like, oh yeah, they do say bitch. And like they pepper oh, somebody yeah. up with a machine gun. Yeah. And like, <laughs> never means anything to you. Because, you know, but you're like, when you're sitting with a three-year-old, you're like, they're not really, he doesn't really murder 15 people. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nothing to worry about. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, actually that we've, I think we've talked about it on the show was my mom did something very similar where my mom loves like B horror and B sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember being like six years old and she was like, Oh, it's not that scary. It's really hope. Why don't you come downstairs and watch a movie with mom? And we watched John Carpenter's the fog. Yeah. dude. Yeah. It's terrifying. And I just watched a man get cracked in half by smoke and I've never watched a horror movie. I, I just watched that like during quarantine for the first time. And I was scared. Yeah, she was just like, oh no, we'll get the scary movies out of the way so this way he can watch like real horror when he's older. And like the scariest I get is listening to the misfits. Like that's as scary <laughs> as I can. Dude, you can get scary though. I remember when when I was a kid, uh someone broke into our house and it Damn. it was, you know, yeah, it was a bummer. But so then I remember for years after that, I made my mom promise me every night before I went to bed, I was like, you need to promise no one's going to break in. And then I look at that as an adult. I'm like, what a bunch of unnecessary pressure I put on her. (laughs) He doesn't have any control over that. So if someone broke in, then I'd be like, you fucking (laughs) What are you going to tell the man with the ski mask breaking your window? I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to get out of here, man. I promise. (laughs) I I can't assure your safety. There's absolutely nothing I can do to assure that you are safe all the time. But... I need to tell you that you are. I think back, I was pushing them on the swings today. And, I, you know, and I'm every little thing they're doing, I'm like, you can't get too close, bro. Like, you got it. You know, you and your brother, if you touch each other, you're going to evaporate and die. And then I think about <laughs> when I was, you know, I was like 14 when I started skateboarding and I come home with a ruptured kidney when I was 15. And then I skated still, I still skate. But like all those years, my mom had to just be like, all right, come home and don't have... And you don't, you know, yeah. I hope you're okay, but you just please, have no control over it. Please no internal injuries. I mean, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's something that, especially with a kid into skateboarding, it's like, this is like the thing he's passionate about. I need to support his passion. Please yeah. don't break everything. <laughs> like, I'm saying, and I broke, I broke my legs total of seven times. And so oh, each yeah. time I come home and I'm sure she's just like, come on. Come on. You, know, you sure you don't want to play guitar or something? Yeah. yeah. And then I think That's about having a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can I'll still be cool. <laughs> to have a kid skating. That's my like my dream is to have mm-hmm. a kid who skates. And then I'm just thinking about trying to talk Laura into that. And she, <laughs> she'll be like wanting to wear a helmet. I'll be like, no, helmets aren't cool. But and then I'm like, well, <laughs> when it's your kid, of course you're going to be like, put a helmet on. Yeah. yeah. You have to work your way up to no helmet. And also I think it changes when the kid gets here. As someone with no children... I yeah. feel like as soon as like, yeah, as soon as you see like, oh my God, you're so fragile. You're made of porcelain. Just put, do the whole Tony Hawk spread of like knee pads, Everything. arm pads, wrist pads, helmet. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I remember like everything you read is that like kids are super like whatever. They'll, they'll survive everything. You can, you can drop them and they'll bounce back, like whatever. And then my brother had a baby and all of a sudden there's this like little kid in my arms that like I'm going to know for the rest of its life. And I'm like, I, I want to know you for a long time. I don't want to be responsible for this. Like, yeah. I, I need you know to just give you back to your parents. Here's what I think about is all the, like my aunt gave me alcohol when I was like 10. And I just think about giving, I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to give these kids liquor or anything ever. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that gives them the taste. And then they're mm. like, yeah, it was Uncle Sean did it. Then I just went nuts. Right. Yeah, right. That, I, I got real dizzy once as a five-year-old and now that's what I strive for for the rest of my life. <laughs> That uh, I feel like 
that sentiment of what you said your aunt gave you alcohol when you were like 10? Yeah, dog. I was so young. It was a sex on the beach. I remember it. She's, she even, oh, I didn't wow, even ask. I wasn't it. even like, I didn't even say like, oh, that looks good. She's like, why don't you give this a little, like she even yeah. said like, knock some of this back or something. <laughs> oh, like you would say to one of your homies and you're like, don't, don't talk to a 10 year old like that. Yeah, come on, man. You know, like I, I had friends who had like sips of beer, but yeah. like, Sex on the beach is just like, here, you want to taste alcohol when it actually tastes good? I'm saying it's like, yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, that what it reminded me of, uh, I dated a girl once from South Dakota and she had like oh. the same story of just like, you know, when I was 10, like my mom was like, try this martini or something like, which is, is drinking that popular there? <laughs> now let's go back to that. You dated a girl from South Dakota? I did. I dated a girl from Rapid City. I was born in Rapid City. Oh my no shit. I went to the hospital in Rapid City. Yeah. <laughs> we all love Rapid City. Yeah, you dated a girl from Rapid City? How did that yeah. work? Why? Uh, I was living in North Carolina. Her sister was the manager of the restaurant I worked at, and we both liked like system of a down. So she was like, You should hang out with my sister. She's incredibly lonely. System so we did of a down. Our media I lived in Glendale, so I feel like I'm an honorary member of system. Yeah, you're, you're That's how that it, works. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, the stumps of Rapid City. Uh Wow, that yeah, could Rapid be City. so many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rapid City is the first place I saw a red box. And I only remember that because it's where I had to go to pick up the prescription from what I got from really? the hospital when I went to the hospital in Rapid City. <laughs> I'll buy that. Dude, Rapid is such a bummer. And whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're... For, it, it's one of those places, I guess, probably not unlike the place I'm from. A lot of people point out like to me, if I wasn't from there, that mm -hmm. if I went there, I would not be as thrilled as I am have having been from that. the rap is yeah. one of those places if you have like if you've never been there and somebody talked it up you'd get there and you'd be like dog you're out of your mind yeah. if you think this place is anything but a shithole I'm, I'm i'm very familiar with that sentiment because i grew up in a town in connecticut that is that same thing where everyone thinks connecticut's like oh you'd love it it's great it's beautiful it's like this is a shithole main street and Dude, that's yeah. it <laughs> there's a trump in uh in rapid city there's like a trump gift shop fantastic it, it's wow. just like a brick building <laughs> and it just says like trump gifts or something crazy like that and you're what just was like, it before <laughs> no, no it looks honestly it looks like it was like like an abortion clinic or something you know like no windows like oh, like the a, irony <laughs> yeah one yeah. of those places where you're like dog but yeah rapid is not dick yeah i think so, she lives in florida now so she got out so yeah. i think yeah, South Dakota is one of those places you got to get out of <laughs> yeah, jump, jumping up so so sean if if not your hometown or maybe it is your hometown what is something you feel cocky about smooth dan we did real it. smooth <laughs> <laughs> something i well i have two things i have one from when i was a little kid that i remember that was i was trying to think of the very first thing that i ever felt cocky about and then I have one for now. So can mm -hmm. I do two? Yeah, go for it, yeah. So the first one, and I imagine you guys did too, but the first cocky feeling I got is when I could ride my bike with no, without putting my hands on the handlebars. I still that can't was do like, that. Are you serious? <laughs> I still can't I, ride a bike. I don't trust it. I, I don't trust, <laughs> the, I can't like get my speed to a point where I trust it to just go forward. Dude, we used to, and I saw, it's what reminded me because I saw a kid doing it today. Uh, and he was on this, like a main road in Portland. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, put your hands on the handlebars. You dipshit. <laughs> but then I remembered that feeling of like, now nah, you feel super dope. We would put our hands behind our back, almost like we were like a bodyguard or something. You know, we just put our hands behind <laughs> our back and just be like, I don't even, 
I don't even need my hands close to the handlebars. <laughs> I will get over to Smith's house without even looking at the handlebars. <laughs> I saw a kid the other day while I was driving on a like on Broad Street, which is a main street in Philly, just doing like no hands texting. Yeah, like, that how <laughs> that makes me want that makes me want to just open the door. And I'm not that person, <laughs> obviously. You should, but it's like if you're gonna throw it in my face that hard, but I get the feeling. I mean, as an yeah. adult, the in Sioux Falls, the bike trail goes all the way around the city. It's a perfect bike trail. And I'll try, like, if there's no one around, I'm like, all right, no hands. And it's so <laughs> scary now. But when I was a kid, we used to just go around the block like 50 times that was like what we do like how many times can you go around the block with no hands yeah no i I feel like i learned really young how much i could get hurt so like anything that could hurt me i was very like i'm not gonna do it (laughs) like i don't want to get hurt yeah Dan, you're definitely an indoor kid a hundred percent indoor (laughs) which is funny because when we get to my example you'll find out how much i wasn't i've become an indoor kid (laughs) yeah it's it's been put on me with life (laughs) see i wish i knew cool like i was always the kid i I still i guess i can ride a bike i say i can't ride a bike uh i know what you mean though i know i know some adults who don't they look kind of hammered all the time yeah it's a little shaky it's a little like maybe if i turn this wheel quick enough i'll move forward you know like if your bike was a baby giraffe just like kind of exactly that's exactly what it is i'll ride on someone's pegs all day i don't mind that 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 brings me back Um, way scarier you put the trust in someone else absolutely that's terrifying (laughs) um but there what reminded me of that was when i was a kid like my mom bought me a bike and she was like you're gonna learn how to ride a bike on this bike my parents are divorced so my dad was like oh you're gonna buy him a bike that's cool whatever uh i gotta try to one-up you and then he bought me a plate station with tony hawk three and then i just never went back to the bike (laughs) i mean that would do it yeah why would yeah if that would have been out (laughs) That one, one of the, I think like the second time I broke my leg is right when Tony Hawk came out. There you and go. I, I remember just being like, okay, so I don't even need to actually skateboard anymore. I can just do this. Square kickflip. That was so know, much easier. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so stoked for that to come out. Tony Hawk one and two again. Oh yeah. yeah I haven't, I haven't gamed in years. Like I have it all set up. We're shopping for a new TV right now. I'm going to get an Xbox. Well, maybe you guys would know what's the best system to get it on. I'm doing the same research you are of like, do I need a new computer? Do I need a new system? Like, how do I get this so I can play this That's game? Because I want to play that game like so bad. A new TV, I was like, we're going to get one anyways. So I don't care which one I have, the current one or our new TV, but we will have two TVs because I need mm-hmm. one that I can play video games on. And then there's, so skating, there's a game called Sessions right now, which is super, super good. My friend Donovan's a character in it even. So <laughs> there's that, there's Skate 4 is coming out, and then yeah. Tony Hawk 1 and 2 are coming out. And I, I need something. I didn't realize there were still skate games coming out. Yeah, That's yeah man. The skate got announced fairly recently because my roommate in Philly is a big Skate 3 fan. Uh, yeah. To well, a point where like he'll still play it. Like I'll come home. It was like home. 15 years ago or something, right? Yeah. Skate but 3 he, came out? Yeah, he has like an emulator or something in his Xbox where he just plays Skate 3. And like when we were having people come over, it was basically like, okay, we're going to leave Skate 3 on to let people mess around with. He knows it's, this weird little glitch where if you click a certain amount of buttons quickly, it like rocket shoots you backwards. Like you have to get off your board, throw the board, and then <laughs> click all these buttons really quickly. And then he just like takes off down this giant hill. Fuck and that's yeah. the fun thing to see how many bones we can possibly break running down this hill. Cause he has that, I don't know if it's in all the games, but I know in this one, when you bail, uh, it shows what bones you're fracturing as you're crashing. Dude. 
Yeah. So like you watch like the body flail and it's just like red skull, broken arm, broken pelvis. That's like Mortal Kombat stuff. Oh yeah. It's like, it must be some sort of weird cheat code thing, but it is very like, wow, the meat score was pretty sick on that one, dude. Sure. <laughs> the meat score, Jesus. Yeah, uh, not very romantic, us skateboarders. Yeah. But I'm stoked to get something just to play again, because, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I feel like I'll take a lot of time playing it to the point where I'll have to start justifying it. But <laughs> like it's, it's weird how much like I want things to advance, but with that game, I want it to be exactly I do, the same. hundred percent. Cause you could do like, real tricks. Tony Hawk two more. You could actually do real tr- like tricks that I could go do. Like I mm-hmm. would do like a, like you could do like kickflip nose slide or like a, you know, kickflip backside five Oh stuff like that. And you're like, I can just go do this stuff. It feels dope. You could do nose blunts and wheelies. Was, was two where they started doing like, like street tricks yeah, you, where you could just like stand still and do like that kind of like stuff. Yeah, you could do wheelies. stuff. So you could do like wheelies. You could like, do Rodney, Rodney Mullen could do uh, like some, I think like some freestyle stuff. Oh no, they were, they were just, they were just doing an interview with the characters from the original games um, where it was at like the barracks. Yeah. They had and, Jack Black in there. Yeah. And they were interviewing them and saying like, what, like someone asked questions to each character for it and they asked hey rodney mullen obviously you've invented so many tricks you're an innovator i believe he's a doctor from like uc santa barbara he got an honorary phd that's yeah uh it was like (laughs) it's crazy how do you feel about having the worst stats in the video game (laughs) yeah god it would that would be one of those bittersweet like i'm in but i'm the worst yeah you're the worst player until two when you get to do like a not a spin or something (laughs) That honestly, yeah. that's my, so that was my second thing is when I can kickflip because, because mm. I can, so since quarantine, I've been skating a whole bunch. I go skate every single day That's awesome. and it started like I've been skating since I'm 14, but since I moved to LA, you, I just kind of stopped. Like mm. I would skate from A to B, but I never went skateboarding and so like a, a means of transportation, yeah. but not. And like once more. a month, okay. I'd go actually skate and try to do tricks. And then all this shit started. So I'd go out in the street every day and I'd try to do one flip trick a day. And that was like a couple of weeks. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling it again. And now I'm like, okay again, which is so fun. I went skating today and then just, just doing a kickflip probably is, makes me feel the coolest that I could oh, ever. Feel. It's got to. Because that's what everybody knows what it is for mm-hmm. the most part. It's like skateboarding is popular enough now to where everyone's like, that's the thing. If you tell me skate, they're like, oh, can you do a kickflip? I'm like, I sure can. And it's fun. <laughs> and I puff up my chest when I say it too. I'm like, oh, give me a skateboard. I'll do a kickflip right now. I did one for my <laughs> nephew the other day, the aforementioned nephew. Uh, I took him to in the morning. So we go at like eight or nine. I took him to a skate park. So there was no like actual skateboarders there to be assholes because they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, yeah. which has yeah. me fucking crazy. I'm like, hey, watch out for the kid, but <laughs> neither here nor there. So we were walking up, and he goes, "Can you do a kickflip?" And I go, "I sure can." I said it like I was Clark Kent or something, and I just put the <laughs> I did it, and I was like, "There you go, you cocky <laughs> asshole." <laughs> was, and I even caught myself. I'm like, "You're being cocky to a five year old right now who doesn't even know what cocky is." But yeah, but if not to kids. Who can you really be cocky to? Like, there's no repercussions to being cocky to a kid. Right. A kid's just going to be like, you are so cool. Some cop, what's up, pig? And I just do a kickflip and then I get pepper sprayed or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so- yeah kickflipping, man. It, it's still, 
I, I definitely I understand that so fully because I don't even have the balance to stand on a skateboard. So to see anybody do something that I'm like, I know the name of that trick feels so cool. To well, me. And that's when we were kids too. I remember that was the thing is uh, you would, so looking back, it does, it didn't matter, but whenever you saw another skateboard or something, you'd be like, Oh, it's a cool board. Let me see it real quick. And you do a kickflip on it <laughs> just to show them you could do a kickflip. Yeah. But if you could do it, you'd be like, Oh, it's legit. But if you like, if I didn't land it or something, I'd be like, Oh, probably a shitty board or something. Like it was <laughs> not my fault for not deniability. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any better way. Yeah, little now skateboarders are the cockiest. Here's my question. Two questions, actually. One, uh, cause this is something that I remember from my, my youth trying to be a skateboarder. Uh, is it easier to do tricks now in skate shoes or in like Osiris D threes and be honest <laughs> now. Well, so now it kind of depends. Cause I've been, another thing I've been doing with all this is going back and trying to buy old skate shoes. Like okay. I've been finding all these dudes on all these people on Instagram who are like shoe collectors and just shops that they can dig in the crates a little bit. Anyway. So there's one, it's like nineties skate shoes or something, but they post D threes all the time. And I just look at them and think like, how in the world? Because <laughs> you can't feel your board. There's some things you could do. Like if you wanted to do like a 360 flip, mm -hmm. because those shoes have so much weight that they'll just throw the board and do the <laughs> They do feel. all the work for you. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't like, you have no control. So you yeah. couldn't feel anything. So now you skate in like Janowski's are like a good one. They're, they're thin, mm -hmm. just like a good example of a modern skate shoe. They're thin and you can feel your board they might wear out quicker but it's just nuts to think that people yeah. used to not give people are you wearing like the audios and the osiris d3s just like these Dude. like i remember my dad because my dad's the skateboarder in the family i had a cool dad he was like a drummer and a skateboarder oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a cool dad this is episode 21 and i didn't know that you didn't know that no oh, man <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like I used to have a joke in my set where I would talk about how it's weird to know that like the result of your birth is just a phase your mom went through in high school. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was a skate guy and I remember like him having back problems, like, you know, when your dad gets older and you're like, oh man, like my dad's getting older. And he was like, yeah, I got to get some like more supportive shoes. And he came home with like the BAM audio shoe. <laughs> yeah. With like a hardogram on it and you're going, yeah. uh, dad. Yeah, I, know you like, I know you like jackass and CKY. Do you but hear like, when I call you dad? Does that do anything? Does that <laughs> yeah, he, you want to wear different shoes? He meant an emotionally supportive shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you I think about like, that. My nephews give me shit about having a backwards, like I just wear a hat all the time. Right now it's because my hair is so long, but I wear a hat a lot. And he straight up the other day said, he goes, you look like an old skateboarder with a backwards hat. And I was like, damn. Ah <laughs> oh, man. See, I wear a hat, but it's for different reasons. Cause when sure. I first started shaving my head, I did not wear a hat. And then like that first summer from shaving my head, oh dude, uh, it was I, terrible. Like it I looked like it hurts so, so bad. It was, it was like every day in the shower, I had to keep a bottle of white vinegar because it was just <laughs> peeling off. I looked like a cracked hard boiled egg. <laughs> it was gnarly. <laughs> so ever since then, I've just been like a hack guy. I didn't want to be a hack awesome. guy. I have to be a hack guy now. Sure. <laughs> Um, oh, and the other uh, question, because I find this, I have a couple friends, uh, there's another comedian in Philly who surprisingly is very good at skateboarding, but you wouldn't say it, but our friend Sean Nelms, uh, another Sean, uh, very into skateboarding, um, 
I talked to him about skate culture and stuff. And I realized that like people lock on to their brands, like skateboards, uh, skateboarding is a thing with like brand loyalty. For sure. So like what, I know I watched the video of you at comedy on state and you're wearing a Spitfire shirt. So I was like, okay, so we ride Spitfire, but what's like the board? What's the deck? What do you, what do you use? <laughs> girl. So when I was younger, it was girl chocolate for the boards and S for the shoes. Okay. And I still have crazy brand loyalty to all three of them because they're, they will always be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but in my later years, it transferred over into real. So all the deluxe companies, so it's like real crooked anti-hero Spitfire and thunder. Okay. So, the boards, I try to have real. The wheels are always Spitfire, no matter what. Yeah. I think everybody rides Spitfire. That's like they're the best. <laughs> there's different companies like Rick and Ship, but everyone's like Spitfire. So Spitfire for days. Uh, Thunder, always Thunder trucks, and pretty much a real board uh, all the time. That's what I have right now. I think it's a real eight two five with Thunder fifty or uh, Spitfire fifty fours, and these Thunder Featherlight or titanium trucks. They don't even make anymore. But oh, there you go. Yeah, I was more. I, I always tried to get independent, but I think when I was a kid, it's before you realize what you're writing is like good or bad. It's just, it's yeah. just like, oh, I've seen that logo. It's like when you learn about Joy Division for the first time. It's like I don't know this band, but I know the T-shirt. <laughs> oh man, T-shirt band. That's like my favorite genre. <laughs> T-shirt bands. Yeah, the, the best genre. The Misfits, the Ramones, T-shirt bands. I love them. <laughs> um, but you yeah, know, I was, I was, I remember to this day. I wish I could still find it, but I was always a zero guy. I always had zero decks, and my favorite totally. zero deck was, uh, it was like the Jamie Thomas Judas Priest ripoff, where I think it was like Eagle of Vengeance coming down. It just said Thomas on the bottom. I thought it was the coolest board, and then my sister used it to snowboard down our hill on my house and I was just like, well, thanks. Now I can't even, you know, like, how did you even know how to take the trucks off, Lexi? Give me my board back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, man, Such brand a fun loyalty board. for sure. I oh, love it. That's the thing. All right, we can get through the spooky ad read. That's totally fine, George. You got, what the fuck? Once upon a time, in an old spooky town called Philadelphia, there were two comedians obsessed with the paranormal. I know them personally. They wrote this song. They both decided to shine light on unexplained stories and give a platform to others with equally strange tales. Oh, what's that one? If you love ghosts, vampires, and jokes about haunted smush rooms, then Real Chills is the podcast for you. Oh, it's a skeleton playing his ribs as, as a xylophone. Oh, didn't need that. <laughs> At least he found it funny. Tune in to hear hosts Meg Getz and Alyssa Triskowski share their and others' stories of truly unexplainable occurrences. You can find Real Chills anywhere podcasts are streaming. If you or someone you know has a story of their own, reach out at realchillspodcast.com. Real spooky, real scary, Real Chills podcast. I'm gonna go. This is... Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that breathy voice. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. So we're back. It <laughs> was a long break. I did take a shower real quick, so it was nice. I appreciate yeah, it. You know, we, yeah. we got our ad reads through, which we just I promote was, our own show. Yeah. <laughs> this is out of, for absolutely nothing. I just have to tell someone. So when I was I was skating today, and just the disconnect in uh, when I how I start to feel old because I go there and just on the on the whole spectrum of being cocky. Now that I'm getting decent again, I go there and I do make it a point to sort of show off in front of these kids. You got it. 
I, I would never like try a trick somebody was trying and do it or something, but I will do tricks on the ledge in front of them. And I know that they're looking and being like, damn, that old guy just did a spit grind. <laughs> Is it like a <laughs> noticeable age difference? Extremely. Like, That's what like, I was going to get at. Like these are teenagers <laughs> or whatever. Like. Yeah. I told a kid I was 38 the other day and he goes, are you serious? That's what I was like, dude, you can still do tricks. But So this kid showed up and baggy jeans are back like fully. So mm-hmm. like big, big zones. I don't know how old you guys are, but when I was, when I started skating, Jinkos and zones and like cut off pipe jeans were what kids were wearing. And they're doing that again, but mm. they're kind of like gangster kids. So this kid showed up and he had on some cut off pipe jeans and he had a, like a, like a Nike jacket on unzipped with no shirt underneath it. And he was pretty ripped. He had like a six pack, he was shredded. And then he had a hat on the very top of his head, kind of cocked like this. And he just, it was like real high up cocked to the right. And he kept calling everything wet. Like his friend would come up and he'd be like, oh bro, that three flip was wet, dude. <laughs> just standing up there like, you sound like such a little shitty kid. <laughs> and then I think like, did I sound like that? Did I sound like such a tool when oh, I was absolutely. 16? I'm sure <laughs> you have to start running it at that point. Like, what What was my wet? Like, what, what did I say that was that then? Like, I was trying to think, I don't I know. will say when I was a kid, because I stopped skateboarding and then I started playing music. So I was more of like, I was yeah. doing tours and stuff same when I was a kid. Thing, same thing, same lifestyle, same essentially. Yeah. You can still go to PAX on doing both. You <laughs> sure can. And they'll still sell you some vans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was milling around and we were hanging out with this guy. He wound up playing uh, organ for the guy, Andrew McMahon. Um, so he's like a radio pop guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was... He just he had a tattoo of two crossed shovels on his arm, and he kept on calling everything shoveled. <laughs> and it stuck in our lexicon where we'd be like on tour. So that's like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, he was just like he like he identified. And then I was talking to our mutual buddy, and we were talking to each other, and he was telling me the story. Like the, the guy's name is Zach. His name is Zach Clark. He's a very talented musician. And I was mm-hmm. talking to my friend about it. He was like, and my friend's from Alabama, and he was like, yeah, man, the other day I had to call Joe, who's the bass player in his band. He goes, yeah, I called Joe, and I was like, hey, man, quick question. Uh, what shovel man's real name? <laughs> and they had known each other for like a decade at that point and just is- never found out that his name was Zach. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's just that thing where it's like, you, I guess he tried out a thing. It became part of his identity. And it seems like what that kid's doing. He's like, yo, I'm going to be the wet kid. But that sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, man. It's it's something. Yeah. Something. What can you do? What can you, you do with these youths? Bugging the shit out of me is what it was. Doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I just reasoned with myself. I'm like, you're being an old fuddy-duddy. This is what you're yeah. doing. You're being the old guy. And then I... I ended up just not being around that kid. Yeah. You're old fogey now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Home Alone, you loser. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go do Christmas. 40. Yeah. <laughs> and now as an adult, you get to be the guy who goes the other direction instead of like 10 years ago where you're like, I want to stand all this time getting pissed off by this dude and just stay near him until he pisses me off to fight him. Like, at least that's, at least that's me. That's who I would have been. This kid, uh, I was out skating the other day and this dude, this was, this hasn't happened in a while where I could tell this dude is a prick when I got there. He stood up <laughs> and you can, it's like stand up. You know, if someone walks into the room, you can kind of just tell you're like, there's the person that's going to be the problem for this yep. show. Yeah, that's there's the, tank the person right that's there. too drunk yep. or there's the person who's trying to front too hard in front of their partner or whatever it is. 
So I rolled up to the park. This dude stands up, puffs his chest out, and like a big cloud of smoke came out. Not that he gets smoking or smoking weed, whatever, but the way he did it, I was like, you're an asshole, I can tell. <laughs> and so I get up and I hear these two girls, they were roller skating. And uh, one of them was like all tatted up, kind of looked like a Hessian. And then this dude came up and he was skating next to her. And I heard him say to her, he's like, yeah, I know, you, I know you're not feeling talking to any guys right now. And he kind of said it like that. And in my mind, I was like, oh, he's been being a dick to her, I bet, all night. Like, I bet he's been talking and she's not saying anything. So he's probably being that textbook dude. So I just, all I did was stand there and just make sure that like he didn't do anything and he didn't because he looked gnarly. And then he went <laughs> to the other side and I heard this girl talking to her friend and she's like, yeah, he's been talking to me. It's like, take the hint, bro. And so I just kind of looked at him a little bit. He went over to his car and took a shirt off, then came and sat back down and just was just clocking me the whole time. And so I stayed <laughs> for like a half hour, but I'm like, oh, this dude is not feeling me being here. Ugh. So I really just waited for, they had some, uh, some guys show up, not that people need a guy to stick up for him, but I was like, I just want to make sure that somebody will step in if this dude starts being a prick. So I, yeah. hopefully they did, but I just dipped because I'm like, I don't know if I got it like that anymore. Some, I don't want to stick around yeah, and fight some gnarly yeah. dude. There's some sort of like weird, You, I remember going to skate parks and knowing that like there's a possibility that there is something sketchy going to be going on, whether it's just weird people or fights going on. Or what is part of like the skate park culture where it's just like, okay, time to assert dominance. Let's be Seems weird like about it. That was like early nineties, like kids that, that was, do you guys remember the movie kids where they're all in the mm, park yeah. in New York and they just beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah. That, I saw that movie was way too young. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to think it was, yeah, anyway, but there was a part of that and that has seemed to have gone away. And now skateboarders are like, loving and and like wearing rainbows and and not saying problematic words anymore which is mm -hmm. always what you should be pushing for but every now and again you hit that bad apple where you're like you're still that kind of person yeah and uh they you know and they saw. i remember watching it as recently as i guess it was like two or three years ago there's this video that popped up i don't know what uh we, we didn't really dive into music at all but i don't know what kind of music you listen to but um rap but every, rap? everything i mean everything. i grew up going to punk rock shows in gotcha. Sioux Falls. any show we could go to we'd go so there's this band Alkaline Trio. They've been on a that couple. I've seen Alkaline yeah. Trio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're so my the, favorite. Matt Skiba, you know, the other guy in Blink-182 now, skateboards a lot, but he's like 80s vision streetwear skateboarder where he's wearing like neon pink yeah. knee pads and stuff. Still and there was, a, <laughs> there was a video of him like going to a skate park and like some kid was being bullied at the skate park and they were just showing the video clip that the guy was filming and then him talking about it at the show that night going back and forth and it was weird to see that he was like can't believe that the kids are still being like fucked with at the skate park like that was shit that we did when i was a kid and it still wasn't cool then why is it like still happening now dude you go to burnside which is that park under the bridge in portland and they are assholes i'm scared to go to fdr in philly just i was just gonna like, say philly yeah, side yeah. is the same thing it's I, i'm it's it's just those locals who are like got a chip on their shoulder and you're like man just let me yeah. Let me hang out and skate. I got a board. That's all it should take is yeah. an appreciation for what you're doing. Anyway. Mm -hmm. No, I get yeah. you. Kick flipping makes me feel cocky. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it around, bud. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Dan, do you want to go with yours? Sure. I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it up a little bit with, I used to play sports growing up all the time i i did i've, I've closed my eyes i'd like a picture to be painted please all right so yes what sports are we talking so about? i was i was a goalie in hockey i was a center in football i a ruffian 
Yeah, I, I was just the the gritty kind of get into it kind of guy. But you have a low center of gravity. This makes sense. Yeah, I, I have great hand eye coordination and my feet don't move well. So I was in those <laughs> positions. <laughs> and you have a Kent Hall tattoo on your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like th- that that was my job. My job was to stand still and stop things from going other places. That was my job. I was really good at it. Which for like I played football from when I was four until I was 14 or 15. So like like a good chunk of my life, even now at 33, a good chunk of my life was still spent playing football and I haven't done it in over a decade. Yeah. But yeah, no, because I know you as like the little emo kid. Like I know I know for a fact you listen to like dag nasty on the reg. So like I know this is not you. (laughs) I'm 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 still very much enthralled in the world of sports and all that stuff but I like sports I forget as far as being active myself in the world i'm not but the, the reason i bring up all of that is the the times where i feel cocky now is when those skills just show up in my everyday life yeah. like if if something is falling and i catch it before it hits the ground i'm just like yeah fuck i still got it i could still make that's that the save. that's right like i i feel so cool that like I, I always do that. Like, is anybody watching? Like, did anybody see me do that? <laughs> Look around. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, no one saw. Like, I, I, I have mastered that, like, casual look after I do something cool. We're like, because, <laughs> like, the, the other day, and this is going to sound. If you do it right, that makes it so much cooler. If it's a casual, like, I wouldn't worry about it. Like yeah, just, if you do it right, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, damn, dog, you see? The, the slow eye contact, or you're just like, Oh, you were watching me. Okay, cool. And then you just go on with your life. It's the fucking best. See, I, I do it a little backwards where like, if no one does see me, I get to like whisper in my head. It's like, it's cool. You, no one still knows your secret. Like <laughs> yeah. no one knows that you're still Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it's you're okay. Spider-Man. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> like Aunt May is safe once again. <laughs> the, the other day, as absurd as this setup is for something that feels cool, I was making a smoothie. Yeah. And like I, I keep the bananas in the freezer. That sound absurd. Yeah. I keep the bananas in the freezer. So like they are the ice of the smoothie. They are the cold part. They 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 give me the nice chill that I want from you a smoothie. You should feel cocky about that, is what you should feel. I mean yeah. the, He's smoothie boy. The, the fact that I that I do smoothies every day now, that's a quarantine thing. And I'm like, I'm crushing quarantine. Like I I, I have changed my life for the better in quarantine. I'm you're developing a habit. Man, a, that's, a, I feel a breakfast like... smoothie is my quarantine habit. I'm good. But like, mm-hmm. so I, I was cutting it and since it's frozen, it, it doesn't always go the way you expect it to. And it just shot off the counter in like the complete opposite direction. And I just like reached out and caught it without even looking at it. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I could still win this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's 30, what's, oh shit. What's, there's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors episode where groundskeeper Willie is killing the kids like Freddy Krueger in their dreams. Oh yeah, yeah, and they and they kill Willie at the very end, or they think they kill Willie at the end, and then he, if Bart goes, oh thank God, now I get to go back to dreaming about winning the Super Bowl, and then Krusty <laughs> runs over and explains the gameplay and says like, listen, we got to get from like their end zone to ours end zone. There's three seconds of the clock, and the clock hasn't stopped. So we have to start this play as quickly as possible. <laughs> and that's what I feel like here. I'm like, oh, I'm going to win this game with three seconds yep. on the clock, and it's still going. I, I, I have. Agree. I, I like I like live for that moment now because like I'm not involved in any sports at all. Like they're they're just like out of my life. Like of course I watch sports when they're on. Right. They're not on at all anymore. But Hard like, to play football. 
football when you're 33 if you're not a professional football player. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and even the then, game. you're get past the boys your together, prime. like in uh, Invincible. What is it? Is that Marky Mark movie? Yeah, in Philly? it's Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. 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 That's the and, one uh, thing we got. <laughs> you guys are in Philly. I you ever seen like so a random much. football player with a bunch of 30 year olds in the muddy field? Does that happen in Philly? I've never no, even not, seen not as as you a think. lot like that <laughs> where they played. Okay. I, I don't know where that could have been in the city where they played in a muddy lot like that. Like, FDR. <laughs> it was we used to the... play football on the cement. When I was in elementary school, we'd play tackle football on the cement. Yeah. I'm sure we weren't like smoking each other, but we'd tackle each other on the pavement, on the playground. How yeah, do we... you not have a field in South Dakota? <laughs> we did. I mean, we just did. We just didn't. It was something like they wouldn't let us go in the field for a while or something when I was a kid. There's it's snakes. Don't weird. go in the field. <laughs> it was something like that where you're just like, fine, we're playing the goddamn pavement. Yeah, like, I don't mind get, picking asphalt out of my knee later. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> we all just killed our wives and we're going to play tackle football on the pavement. <laughs> yeah, after I graduated high school, I was looking for just like any sport to get involved in. And there was like rugby just like run by the township. They had a handful of places like rented out that Rugby's you could go gnarly. play or whatever. Mm. And like, I, I loved it. And then there was like a monsoon, basically, that just for like two weeks, just rained and rained and rained and rained. And the township wouldn't let us use the fields. So the team decided instead of practicing on the fields, they'll go to where the fields are and practice rugby in the parking lot. Sounds so buck. That was basically the last time I did sports. I never did sports again that's, after yeah, that. That's a bummer. <laughs> That'll turn you off. Yeah, I, I I haven't done organized sports since they were like, we're going to do tackling drills in the parking lot of your high school. No, 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 no. <laughs> I hear people complaining about when it's like that fake AstroTurf and like, like that gets stuck underneath your skin. How the hell is it supposed to be with asphalt? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I always thought that when there'd be like a, fo- like a baseball diamond that they were playing football on, like, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think the, I think the Steelers had one where it was like the yeah. Phillies also play there and it'd be half dirt. And I'm like, that that would suck getting tackled on the dirt. It's yeah. much different than the grass. Much yeah. different. I, I also, remember, like, what if you trip over a base? I'm sure they're not removing them. <laughs> one of like the, the unsung terrible Philly sports fan stories is Michael Irvin playing when like there were still Phillies and Eagles in the same like veteran stadium. Mm-hmm. Michael Irvin was absolutely hated. Dallas Cowboys, Eagles Cowboys, whatever. You can't can't root for this guy. He he takes this cut across the field, and some like it was one of the spots where like the turf was over where the baseball field was, and it like he hit the wrong way and was basically just out for the rest of his career. And oh. and there was like a standing ovation when he was carted off the field. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, Philly's buck like that, man. I'm gonna miss living in Philly just yeah. for those things, just for those stories. Hitting Santa Claus with snowballs. Yeah, like I, uh, I have a certain resentment for like the the overall national story of like what Philly fans are. But then there's those mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, eh, we earned it. Like, <laughs> those, I'm sure those happen in every city. They're just undocumented. Oh yeah, yeah. It, in Philly, just, we're proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> Philly has become more of like a proverb. Where like yeah. you have to celebrate the story of Philly, but like in LA and San Francisco, they just kill people. They don't do that here. So no, no, no. Yeah, we yeah do. that's what people gloss over. They don't have. <laughs> yeah, the, what those, do you guys have in Philly? There's like the big, the all the drinks. We were there last year, and there's like people were bringing us. Uh, oh, the citywide, like, citywide. Yeah, yeah. They don't have those anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are great. We used to. So I used to run a show 
up in an area of Philly called Fishtown. I was like Fishtown, Kensington adjacent, but there was a little neighborhood bar at the end of the road where we ran. It was basically like a pop-up venue that we would rent to put on a comedy show. So mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, so we would go down to this place called The Nut Hut and you'd go into The Nut Hut and a citywide for a PBR and a shot of like military grade whiskey <laughs> like i don't think possible. it was yeah <laughs> yeah it could take paint off a car uh and it was two dollars <laughs> <laughs> and fifty cents and you do it yeah of course you do yeah, it it's two dollars and fifty cents and you just killed in front of 14 people <laughs> yeah i remember going from living in philly right when i turned 21 to like immediately moving to boston and being like this was the wrong decision like shit costs money up here i don't want to do this like i want to go back home where shit is free basically yeah i went i went to boston with an ex uh not south dakota ex different ex um but we were like it was like it was like a fun relationship trip we're like oh we're gonna go to boston we're gonna go to salem around halloween it's gonna be fun it's like the you know facebook trips so you can prove that you're in a relationship kind of thing exactly yeah um and we went to a bar in Boston. It was all like Ouija themed. It was like a spooky, spooky bar. Uh, and I swear to God, like, I, what's like the big can of Natty Light was $8. And I was like, this is a dollar in the gas station down the road from here. Where do you get off? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit. The first time I went to the comedy store and bought... Because you go there sometimes, but you don't buy it. So the first time I went and actually had a night, mm-hmm. and I think I got like a Jameson and a beer, and they were the 24-ounce PBRs, which is stupid. Just sell me a normal beer, but yeah. they were the 24-ounce, <laughs> and it was like 24 bucks Jesus. for a shot and a beer. And I just, I was like, this is... And then that just kind of sums it up. Like, yeah, yeah. that's LA. That's that part of Los Angeles, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. I, yeah, I never like I'm 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 nervous about moving in because I'm moving in uh, up north and things are more expensive just over the bridge in like Hoboken, Jersey City, Manhattan. Like you jump the bridge if you want to go do mics and shows out there. And like I'm not going to be able to afford the train fare home just because shit's so expensive. I'm used to like the Philly trash prices. Sure. Yeah. Um, just. You know, like here's a here's an old English 800 that we found. Keep yeah, it. Yeah. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> also, after a certain hour, we can just smoke inside. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny when you find those places still because oh. they're they're everywhere. They just yeah. keep them down. But like you go to go to Yankton, South Dakota, they'd be like, "Yeah, what do what do we give a shit if you smoke <laughs> in the ice house tonight?" Yeah, Are you I, I mean, this, this floor is carpeted. You think we care? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, All right. So George. Yeah. What do you feel cocky about? Uh, when you said to do cocky, uh, I, I remembered, because I feel like any good cocky story is followed by immediately losing the cockiness. I like that. When I was playing in bands, it was a big thing when I was coming up, because I'm a little younger than you guys, uh, despite this hairline that I swear is genetic. I'm only 28. <laughs> um, but during when I was like coming up, maybe 10 years ago, the cool thing to do was like crazy neon shirts and how can you flip your instrument around your back and catch it and still hit the chord and just like flip over someone's back. It was more about acrobatics than it was about playing good music. Um, <laughs> So I, we were just like band practice was throwing our instruments around and I, we had like signature moves that we were doing. We would do the thing where we'd roll over someone's back and keep playing. And I remember I doing that. It. it was a fun move to do, but if you go at, at the wrong angle, I played bass. So my, the neck of the, of the instruments a little bit longer 
yeah. and I would practice and rolled over and I rolled the opposite direction and just nailed my guitar player in the face with, with the headstock, like cut over his eye and everything. Cause it was like those big tuners. Cause it just, I forgot to go left instead of right. Um, but the cockiness is like, we were playing a show. I had gotten a wireless system, which was a big deal because we had a buddy that worked at guitar center and stole us a bunch of wireless systems. And it was great. Oh yeah. So uh, you got to do it. Yeah, yes, that's, a good guy. that's, the that's a good guy. He's a good guy. We're going to get him on the show. Cause he's still doing things. He's a hype man and a ska band now. He's killing Oh, it. that's <laughs> the best job. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's oh, a, he's an underground rapper and then a ska band from Connecticut called the hemp steadies for like, Hey, yo, dude, I probably shouldn't give more specifics cause he did. That's all right. <laughs> it's like 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was like, Oh, we need a hype man. And you're really good performer. Uh, do you want to be our hype man? And he was like, absolutely. I love real big fish. <laughs> and just like this tough hip hop guy covered in tattoos, ripped former military guy. And he's like, yeah, dude, I love honk honk horns. The nineties were my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so specific cocky moment was we got wireless systems. We were playing a show at the LNG club in new London, Connecticut. It is now a vape shop. Uh, <laughs> and I did the thing where you can oh, right. throw the bass around your neck and catch it. And I threw it around my neck and caught it, hit the note on the thing, flipped around. I felt really cool. And then immediately afterwards felt, did not feel cool at all because you look out in the crowd and there's like a smattering of people. It's not a ton of people, but what are you going to do? You're 15 year old kids. It's a 21 plus bar. You're getting the leftovers from the other bands. <laughs> so I'm watching that and they're like, Hey man, cool. And then I see my mom in the back at the bar because she had to drive us there just scream at the end of the song that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> so it went from like i am the coolest guy in this bar i'm the coolest 15 year old in this bar which is saying something to being mom wait in the car we've had this discussion before yes i want mcdonald's after this yeah <laughs> oh, that's awesome yeah that was and that was like such a huge part like we definitely should have been just writing more music and being better musicians instead of like, okay, I want, so our friend JJ, he's going to be our merch guy and tech guy. We don't need those two things. Uh, we're going to do, I saw the guy from anti-flag do it. We're going to throw the bass up and then like really high up and then he's going to catch it. And then I'll like do my little like song singing thing. And it's all, it was like all about presentation and never about, this is just another song about a girl that, I like I liked but she did not reciprocate in high school <laughs> yeah like those are the things though because like I've been to thousands of shows and like I couldn't tell you like the time where they played the song perfect I don't remember that shit I remember no. the times where they did the weird things that I'm like that's so fucking cool like you did I remember, it I remember at the Worcester Palladium where the guys from Goldfinger did the wall of death and then the cops were like are we gonna have to break this out yeah, like, what's the wall scum. of death as well that is when the guy stands at the front of the stage and like spreads and parts the sea of crowd and everyone runs to one side of the room and if it's a crush of people it's not going to end well. And it, when, when the song kicks in, everyone runs at each other like it's Braveheart. Oh, really? And it is illegal in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, I didn't so it's just that. like a big like whole room pit. Like they yeah. just... Yeah, they, like and when, but the best and part just... about The Wall of Death is the people that it's clearly their first concert or they don't know about it. So they just sort of wander into the middle of it and be like, oh man, we can get really good 
a view oh, yeah. from the show if we just stand here. This is great. And then they just see like the singer with all the menace in the world just close his hands together and we don't see them ever again. No. <laughs> They're lost to the crush. We went like a year ago, Ian and I, my friend Ian and I went and saw me first in the Gimme Gimme's and I hadn't been to like, the punk rock. Oh my God, I love them. <laughs> I hadn't been in years to like a punk rock show and we were so stoked. We even put like our version of like a punk rock outfit together each of Fantastic. us like roll our pants up and stuff and i was like yeah let's get in there and i was like i don't think i'm getting in the pit i i'm old i don't and almost as we're saying it because he was the same way too and we both walked in straight to the rowdiest buckest part we could find mm-hmm. and i was in there all night so was he but i got knocked over like 20 minutes in the whole pit stopped a huge dude picked me up brushed me off and he's like you okay and i go I sure am, bud. And then we just started hitting each other again. That's, that's how the beauty of yeah. That's that's the beauty of punk rock shows now. I so I used to do another joke on stage where I was like imitate how ridiculous like growing up doing like hardcore playing in hardcore and punk bands is like you can't do that as a comedian. You can't rush out and be like, what the fuck is up? I've always uh, wanted to, man. Just be like, everybody so, flip out, but you can't. Yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to start a show, especially if like someone bombs just before and it's just like, all oh right, my God, we need the yeah. energy. Um, but I would do that. And uh, there's just a part where I would just steal lines from things that I had said or watched bands perform. And one of them was, uh, if you see someone rolling on the floor laughing, you pick them Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And like you go to hardcore shows and that's what people say. It used to be. Like when I first started going to like metal shows when I was a kid, it would be like, yo, if someone falls, they are weak and pump them. Yeah, dude, um, it's such bullshit. Like, or there's 500 people and they just tripped and yeah, you know, yeah. they don't deserve to die. Yeah, right. Sorry you can support the weight of a whole crowd on your back. Like, oops. Yeah, I, remember, oh, I remember being a kid and like having those moments, but every show, there's something with like punk rock specifically that I found that like everyone's really, really supportive. If someone falls down, like you pick them up, you brush them off, you go like, you cool? Do you want to crowd surf? Like, I've had that question a bunch oh, of times. I, I where it's like, like, do you want to get oh, out man, of here? You're trying to, you're are trying you to bleeding? Yeah. Let's, get, let's get you out of here. <laughs> and just like toss you to the ground behind you. Um, I, love, I love a punk rock show, man, because now that I'm older and I'm kind of set, like it's pretty much just jeans and a T-shirt anymore. Yeah. And you don't at a certain point, people realize that you don't need to look the part of whatever you're going for. You can mm-hmm. just be a fan like I could go to an atmosphere show or anything else. And it's just like white T-shirt and jeans. And everyone's like, all right, if you like the music and that's why you're here, we don't give a fuck if you have the outfit on. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, that's what I've enjoyed in my later years. Whenever we do get to go to shows, I'm just like. It's weirder to oh, find yeah. the older guy that is dressed to the nines for that. Like it Oddly, it oddly bothers me where I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Well, no. See, as a bald guy that likes to go to punk and hardcore shows, every once in a while, I get the guy with like the white T-shirt and the red suspenders and the Doc Martens come up to me and be like, what's up, brother? And I'm like, do not fucking yeah, talk to me. You we are not nuts. the same. <laughs> <laughs> this is genetic, bro. You need yeah, to back yeah. up. Yeah. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I remember going to like, it must have been like Bouncing Souls or something somewhere in Jersey where everyone was like losing their goddamn mind because it's mm-hmm. like a Jersey band. I, Jersey has this weird power. I didn't know they were a Jersey band. I saw them at the Warped yeah. Tour, I think, in like 98. Probably. Yeah, Bouncing Souls, like Asbury Park, Jersey band. I don't think they're from Asbury Park, but it's like part of that whole music right. scene, which is a huge scene for yeah, some they're, reason. They're in that weird so, beach scene. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, Jersey Shore scene. Uh, but there's something about like people going crazy in Jersey for Jersey bands. Like they support the hell out of the Jersey bands. 
uh, it probably starts with Springsteen because like how does, to this how does day, Charlie Puth fall Charlie in Charlie Puth, we don't care about him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that boy shaved his eyebrow. We don't trust him. <laughs> Not a bunch of Puth heads. No, no, we're we're still clinging on for a Gaslight Anthem reunion. <laughs> it, that it, is what we want. It is weird to to think like I don't think I even processed like what you were saying of like as an adult you can just show up to a show however you want to look. Mm, but like, yeah. Like the, the Bouncing Souls thing reminded me of it. Within months of each other, I went to the same venue wearing basically the same outfit and saw the Bouncing Souls and Bad Religion. And then like a month later, saw Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I was wearing the same That's thing. Awesome. No one gave a shit. <laughs> it was the best. And like two of the best shows I've ever seen in my life too, just because I'm just like, I'm here. I'm, in, I'm here to enjoy it. Let's have fun. I think- like, yeah, I think it's okay if it's like an everyday wear, which is why I've been trying to wear like my battle vest more. <laughs> just so like when I do go to shows, it's not weird that I have a UFO themed battle vest at the metal show. Yeah, it's just, it's just me, it. guys. I'm not. Yeah, this is just who I am, man. I want to believe it's got the big X-Files poster on the back of the jacket. <laughs> it's got an upside down American flag, a patch of Scully and Mulder. It's my alien yep. vest. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be accepted and get sucked up from my chest into a UFO someday. I'm uh, starting to hit the point where I'm worried that people think I'm trying to look younger than I am sometimes. And I'm not. <laughs> it just sometimes I catch myself where I'm like, it looks like you're trying. <laughs> you look like it. Like yeah. if I saw you 10 years ago, I'd be like, look at that dork. And so I try not to be conscious of that. But the backwards hat doesn't. Even my, one of my like, kids, like my brother, my friend Adam, he the other day is just like backwards hats are not for adults, and I'm just like, stop it! I gotta. What are you doing? It, just it give just, me this. I just need something. It serves something. a purpose. It keeps the hair out. It's yeah. you know. See, I, I, uh, I would argue backwards hats are for nobody, but also I wear backwards hats all the fucking time. <laughs> That's the idea. I'm like, whenever I see someone like that kid at the park today, who was calling everything wet, and I was like, you dork. But then. <laughs> I just look the same, just not as attractive because my body's not as dope as his is. So, you know, who's the, you don't, who's you don't the have real, a starter jacket the zipped dope. halfway down. Yeah. <laughs> you look like That's what you was, need. Like he was genuine or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be sure to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Feel Feelings with Danny and George. You can follow us over at Feel Feelings Pod and even leave us an audio message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. As always, if you ever feel some heavy emotions and feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to us or call the numbers we have in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.